0: Download it today at the Apple App Store or Google Play. Hunt Stand. Upgrade your arsenal. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Michigan
1: Life Outdoor Podcast. As always, thanks for being here. And on today's episode, we are joined by Isaiah Bross from Village Wealth Management. Isaiah is a financial planner, um, a hunter, a father, and we have him on the podcast today to discuss just how to set goals. Whether that be financially, um, mentally, physically, whatever it is, uh, in order to get yourself uh, into hunting, more at hunting adventures, planning out things here in the state of Michigan and or if you want to go out west, Alaska or wherever, it takes a plan. A plan with goals is always something great to have established and uh, Isaiah is a great resource to help you get there Um, if you want to reach out to him. But we kind of talk through how he sets his goals, what he does to accomplish them. We all kind of go through the mindset of what you have to get into uh, in order to take your hunting to the next level, whatever that might be. So um, it's a great BS session with Tom, myself and Isaiah. But before we get into this awesome episode, I want to make sure that you guys head on over to Instagram and follow us over there at Michigan Life Outdoors and to remind you to head on over to iTunes and leave a five star review on the podcast that really helps us out. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep this thing rolling. So without any further ado, here's Tom, myself, and Isaiah. All right, buddy. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We are in a new location, and this is... This is the fanciest studio podcast studio I've ever been in. Besides, <laughs> and the only other podcast studio I've ever been in has been mine, which has been in my house, and it's not very fancy. But
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah this was not made for us. This is uh, we're a bunch of rednecks <laughs> been doing a nice oh, studio, so
1: yeah.
2: we got wires and cameras going everywhere, and I, I doubt any of it works. So we'll see.
1: Oh, for rednecks, you guys are doing a damn good job. So <laughs> yeah, crushing it. Yep,
2: this is awesome.
1: Um, so like a little bit of housekeeping. One, um, did you guys? get any good results for your bear elk
2: permits i i I didn't even do anything this year i don't know you guys uh
3: i was negative on my elk so i didn't draw on that and uh, i preference points my bear yeah i just collected a point
1: because you're going out west right yeah we'll be
3: in colorado in september and then uh alaska the next year so if i do a bear hunt in michigan it's going to be a couple years out
1: yeah Okay. So as expected, nothing on the elk because <laughs> it's like super hard to draw. Yeah. And then uh, bear, I did the same thing I bought or I got the point just thinking I didn't want to squeeze too much into this fall with my Montana hunt. And then, um, so yeah, I was just curious if you guys had drawn or anything, or do you have known anybody that drew, uh, you text me and said somebody you knew drew, but that's it. I haven't heard anything from anybody. So, so that was super confusing for my uncle. And what it said was like successful I think I texted you guys the photo or whatever it was, but it ended up being like, no, it was you didn't get it. You oh, just really? like so you, didn't. you successfully uh applied so. for it, but you didn't get the the tag. So he was like super confused by it. And he ended up calling the DNR and then
2: that's yeah. horrible. Don't put the worst yeah, success, success on there and tell me that I didn't get it. Me, I know. Yeah. It,
1: anything with the DNR is like, that's, it's it's not very uh, black or white with them. It's very oof. like uh, misleading. Yeah. If go I'm not hunting
2: this year, it's not successful. That's uh, go no. back to that dumb redneck <laughs> thing. I see
3: success <laughs> yeah. and I'm yeah. like, cool. I don't need this anymore. Let's go yeah. boys. Yeah. All right. I just went not bought a bunch of stuff for elk. Yeah. Um,
2: I think for me, this is more of a points here for me. So we were doing deer camp and then I just bought a bunch of preference points. I know you guys do that every single year. Yeah. It, probably, you say more. We buy
3: a crazy amount of preference points. You got to plan ahead. You got to plan, you know, ten years out or whatever. Right, exactly. Yep. Especially some of these points are pretty ridiculous. So
1: yeah. Um. Last little piece of news here in the state of Michigan. Um. Many of you might have heard this. If if not, um. This is something new, but it says basically this year you will not need to apply for an antlerless deer tag. Um. In quote most areas the DNR put in there but uh I'll just read you kind of like what they said real quick preparing for antlers antlerless deer hunting will be a little different this year you do not have to apply but you need a universal antlerless license and that's all that is needed for an antlerless deer hunt in most areas and this license wor- this license works on both public and private but um I did a little bit of research the UP anybody listening to this up in the upper peninsula You guys need to be a little bit more careful. There's a lot of rules and regulations around this, um, antlerless license. And if you go to page 60 in your guys' hunting guide, that's going to tell you all the units where this applies for and where it doesn't apply for. So you may still have to either a, you can't hunt antlerless deer in that areas up in the UP or you have to get a special access permit. So just pay attention to that. But forever, for most of us downstate, um, folks, Sounds like and there's no more application. You can just kind of get this universal license
2: and uh, but it doesn't say how many. Like I'm wondering why this even came about. I mean, is the deer herd getting out of control or I mean have you guys heard anything about numbers or what's I don't know. I mean, I just seen this two days ago as well. So I'm just I'm kinda of confused by the whole process and actually how it works. It's you know
1: Well, I'd like to get a biologist down here just to kind or the whoever sets these rules or the the data that they kind of bring this to the table to vote on these things because yeah, that's my question as well. It's like a, how many do we get? Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if, if let's say we just get one and you get a deer combo tag, you can technically still shoot two does. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a good question.
2: Hmm. Yeah. And the girl at Walmart, she's not going to know. So I'm like, we better <laughs> we'll just get a professional on here and say,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to work on that. that will so. be a
2: follow up podcast, maybe. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. So, yes, yeah, so look for that. Those are the the two big announcements or I'm sorry, the one big announcement here in the state of Michigan. But other than that, let's uh,
2: welcome Isaiah to the podcast. Thank you, man. It's an honor. This is a uh, big time. I don't know how I got invited to be on the show, but I appreciate it. And uh <laughs> man you had the podcast room <laughs> Oh, oh by,
1: so by default all the, all these lights and the, and the camera equipment all so this fancy
2: stuff so you're saying there's a chance i'll take it yep. Any chance i get Let's it is what it me. is oh so, that's awesome i appreciate uh you having me on and uh, i look forward to it
1: yeah well tell the folks a little bit about yourself just uh you know
2: uh, yeah my name is isaiah i'm a brother-in-law's with the poop birds and uh so you guys i had them on a few times and uh man they're next level hunters and you know tom he reached out to me and said that you guys were doing some podcasts and then I got invited. I don't know how, but, uh, you know, I do some crazy workout stuff and uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's through that or whatever, but uh, uh, any opportunity is a good opportunity. So, you know, when, when Tom, Tom is a advocate of this, is anybody ask you something? You say, yes, you don't think, you don't think twice about it. And I think that's, uh, you know, where we get a lot of our um, stillness and not, not moving forward in life is just not taking the opportunity when it, when it comes about. So. You got to probably shake in your head that I'm maybe blowing us out of proportion uh, of, you know, being out here and talking on the show. But this is, this is cool. How, did, how long have you been hunting for? Ah, oh, man. So Carson, Carson got me <laughs> in hunting uh, on my 21st birthday. Uh, woke up in his garage on a cot and he said, Hey, we're going to Point Mule <laughs> today. We're buying a bow and arrow. So I was like, well, that sounds pretty cool. You know? That sounds <laughs> about right. Yeah. So I went out there and I think 20 bucks, I bought a old, uh, I think it was, a, it was a Cobra or something or whatever. I don't remember the exact brand or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, came with a release and a bunch of aluminum arrows and, I don't think I hit the target once that day, but, uh, you know, you know, Carson, man, he wants to shoot, shoot out to 50, 60 yards starting off. So I'm just like, you know,
1: <laughs> just slinging arrows and losing yeah. them right away. But, a- uh,
2: yeah, we went hunting a lot, you know, that year or whatever on some state land up in Jackson and, uh, seen tons of deer miss more than I, you know, probably uh, should have, I think was, I'm not even gonna tell you the number because it's <laughs> kind of embarrassing, but yeah, good story. You learn from that stuff. And, uh, so yeah, since 21, so it's been a little while now, but
1: what, uh, you know, coming on to hunting that later on in life. What was the the draw for you like when you kind of first started to go down that rabbit hole, like what did you see like you know what what kind of hooked you and got you to stay
2: yeah that's that's a good thing, so I'm a tell of person you throw something in front of me i'm gonna, I'm gonna try it you know, and it's one of them things that Carson kind of threw in front of me and, and it was a challenge, so any kind of challenge is just you need you better yourself through that so it, i was uh you know motivated by i think not getting deer first you know the first year or so Mm -hmm. and uh it's just like okay challenge on and like i won't back down until you start getting a little bit successful start getting some kills under your belt and uh i think that's kind of what hooked me right from the get-go you know so i
3: mean i think it's almost a bad thing when you kill a deer your first year yeah yeah kind of take it for granted especially like if it's a big buck i mean obviously if it happens it happens but yeah man it almost ruins you Yeah.
1: yeah that's my fear sometimes with uh the youth hunts and the kids, it's like they're getting the first crack at some of these big monsters that are walking around. Not that I <laughs> oh, listen, yeah. I'm I'm an advocate of kids getting in the hunter, don't get me wrong. But it's like, okay, you shoot that twelve point that's been back there, like some folks have been eyeing up or whatever it is, yeah. and it's like, hey, it's not always gonna be like this. So you yeah. know, where you get first shots or first div at uh, a deer, but I think it's yeah. also a great way to kind of get them hooked, kinda get that, you know, that blood in the water or whatever it is yeah. and to get addicted
3: to it. So yeah. it could easily go both ways you know it could absolutely ruin them and be like oh i'm not hunting anymore i killed a giant 12 point this is easy here yep or they'll be hooked for life and i think it could go either way
1: that's cool man at age of 21 because you know i think hunting and just the outdoor life fishing or whatever it is um covid kind of helped us too but there's a lot of folks getting into it, even at an older age and stuff like that. Not that 21 was old, but, um, you know, a lot of us just grew up hunting, you know, even, so we didn't know any different, you know, that was the lifestyle that we came a part of. So that was interesting that you came in at 21 and got hooked.
2: Yeah. And then I got spoiled, you know, with the poop they took me under their belt and, you know, is man, you know, their dad is, he he told us all the secrets that he learned his whole life. And so I kind of was spoiled off the get go, even though I was unsuccessful that first year, but I mean, they told me everything that worked and didn't work, you know? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, kind of had the best mentors and that, and that's where, you know, kind of had the advantage to that and, you know, worked a, a great foundation from the very get go. So, you know still working from that foundation and trying to be more successful (laughs) every year. I mean, that's the, that's the beauty about hunting. You know, it's just, you, you'll never figure it out. It's just like the game of golf. Like, you know, one day you got to figure it out. You shoot that monster buck and the next year you get skunked the whole year, you know? So it's just like, that's, that's what drives us. I I think, you know,
3: I think that's the best part about hunting. I love watching those like tail cribs on YouTube or those guys or whatever these guys got eight 200 inch deer in their basement and like you think they've mastered it and they're like oh i shot this deer one year this deer one year and then i had a four-year drought right yeah. it's like you haven't mastered it you know like you can't yep it's impossible
2: yep well especially you start throwing some family in there and you know different hobbies and i mean yeah. that's where i, I kind of get pulled in different directions and you know I, I wish i was more diehard hunter but i was like and i am but i'm just like you know I, it's not a hundred percent everything I do. So I mean that's where it's hard for me and uh but I'm okay with that, you know. I mean there's different levels of hunting and that's where you don't have to be these people on, you know, YouTube and, you know, going out every single day. I love. I wish we could. Sure. But uh you know, obviously we got bills to pay for and you know other family uh, you know, priorities to do too, vacations and you know what I
3: think that's so, fine. There's got to be a balance. It's just uh when you do get the opportunity to go hunting like I know how you are, you just go balls to the wall like If you got four days, you just stay up for four days and you make something happen. Just make the most out of those four days or five days or one trip a year or whatever you get. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's what's great about this podcast. I think a lot of people can relate. We're not the guys that have, um, you know, unlimited time off to go, um, you know, out west for months at a time on private ranches. Or if we're going in, uh, you know, northern Michigan, um, you know, many of us, we've got families to get back to. Sure. Uh, jobs, things like that, and then you know that takes a toll too on the family. So you got to like, you got to balance that. There's a lot of people that got to get on board with you being gone, all that. You know, yeah. so I think a lot of people can relate to this podcast. We're not uh, you know, as intensive, maybe some other podcasts are or other people that you see on YouTube or whatever, but right. I think we keep it pretty real here. And that's, yeah. that's what's authentic about it.
2: Well, yeah. and I think there's more people in our situation than, you know, the, the YouTube guys and the yeah. Randy Newberg, the Cameron Haynes, the Josh Romars. Sure. I mean, I, we would all love to be there, but I mean, right. that, that's, that's a rarity. And I mean, that's kind of their lifestyle. That's their business. You sure. know what I mean, that's unfortunately we, we weren't in that, but I mean, you can still always get there, but it's just, uh, doing something is more than not doing something you right. know? so i mean it's just like getting out there when you get the opportunity when the wife says hey all the chores are caught up like go like you don't yeah. tell me twice like i'm gonna be out there but
3: i think there's different levels of intensity too because not to go down the rabbit hole of including the family or getting the wife out hunting or doing the youth hunt or um i've taken my kids and my wife and my camper hunted in ohio and it was like hey skip the morning hunt hang out with the family sure. but i get an afternoon hunt yeah but then you know the next time you go it's like uh, hey, I'm sleeping in my truck for four days and and we're gonna hunt all day all night and I'm not coming back till dark and yep
2: but how just, cool is that that the family's willing to even go with you to go camping and like live the yeah, lifestyle? You, I mean you're still in your, your utopia and like doing your thing and then uh the, the family the girls are seeing what you know sure. what you're doing and they're like, man, it's a cool role model like my dad did this, you know, we went camping or whatever. So when they're looking for, you know, their man, you know, hopefully we'll say 10, 20 years down the road. Let's Let's not go down that road. (laughs) (laughs) But you've set that standard and they watched you grow up and you don't even know what you did about the morals and just the values of what you're putting in their their heads now to look for a a man that's going to go out and, and, do these, these extra things versus watching it on TV and saying, man, I wish I did that. Or yeah. I wish I did that. Like, no, let's go do it.
3: And for selfish reasons, I think it was two years ago. I shot a buck in Ohio. My family just so happened to be down there and Kelly was there and uh it was super cool. I had the kids track it. And uh, my youngest daughter, Emma found it. And I got pictures of all of us with the deer and them tracking. And that's cool for me. I mean, I'm sure they oh, appreciate yeah. it too, but it's super cool. I got a picture it's saying in my garage. That oh Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean,
1: hunting, it, Again, I think we talked about it, but like it's that lifestyle, and that's what you're building. That's like, it's not like one thing that you do randomly. It's like it's part of your life. It's it's something that you incorporate, and it's it's important. And I think growing up in Michigan, a lot of Michiganders have that mindset. You know what I mean? Like I even think about like. This is. I have a fishing podcast too. But if you, everybody who I talk to in like Minnesota, fishing is like a way of life over there. Yeah. Not saying fishing's not big in Michigan. It is, but it's not on the Minnesota level where it's like, listen, grandma's out there, grandpa's (laughs) out there, uh, all the kids. I mean, they've got big ice trailers that they bring out on the ice. Like, it's like it. It is a part of you know a majority of the people in that state, and it's pretty cool
3: to see. Yeah.
2: That's super cool. If my grandma was out fishing, I'm like, I don't That'd know what cool. I would do. I'm like, wow, that's
3: awesome. <laughs> my grandma used to fish. My grandma got me into hunting, and we talked right. about that a little bit. And wow. uh, she used to go out walleye fishing. They lived right on the lake. And really? Walleye yeah, super cool. That's too cool. It's super weird. We, me and my wife, I don't remember where we were coming from or what we were talking about. And we were talking about the number of people that hunt in Michigan compared to other states. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, why do so many people hunt in Michigan? I'm like, I don't have the answer to that. Like, we just yeah. have a huge hunting population or outdoor population i don't know if it's geographically just where we're located as far as the great lakes and the the amount of woods we have and you know not other states they don't have uh the option to what we call going up north sure leaving the big city yeah. and going to the woods you know
1: yeah
2: um is michigan one of the top states for hunting um, i think know, it nice is one of the probably?
3: top i mean it was up towards the top i would think like maybe texas and i know like pennsylvania oh, west virginia and stuff bow like that hunting
1: too on top of that just yeah bow, just bow hunters i mean uh, we, I, I don't know what the statistics were, but if you want to know if people hunt Michigan, just walk around and you'll see how many trucks are in fields. <laughs> opening yeah. day of gun. Uh, yeah, opening day oh, of gun gosh. too. I mean, yep. it's that, again, that lifestyle, that tradition that we had talked about. But, yeah. you know, and then like you were saying earlier, you know, the Randy Newbergs and the Cameron Haynes. I mean, thank God they do exist because oh, sure. their content, their uh, motivation, their their insight of that much time out in the field. And it's cool to have people that are that dedicated and go that far down the rabbit hole. And absolutely because you know, it, it helps us and motivate us to, to keep doing what we're doing too. Sure. You yep. know what I mean? Which is great to see. It's
3: so that wealth of knowledge. Like exactly. everybody needs somebody to go to or look up to or, you don't necessarily look up to, but learn from.
1: Oh, man.
2: That's why I look at these guys. I mean, I, I do idolize them. I mean, Cameron Haynes, he's one of my idols, man. I, I don't know how the guy does what he does. And he's, he's a a very successful. He is a freak. And he's, I don't know, fifty four 40s, 60s, yeah. whatever, however old, many old, or years old. But it's just like, yeah, I do watch their videos. And I'm like, you know. But I just want I guess what I'm, my point with that is just you know, and we, do, we want to talk about goal setting is just like I don't want, you know, your average you know, blue collar worker to say, hey, uh, you know, I can't go hunting because I'll never be that Cameron Haynes. I mean, he's fully sponsored by Under Armour and you got this Joe, Josh Bomar, which is in supplements, bodybuilding, doing all this other stuff. And, you know, Randy Newberg, obviously, he's worked himself up, but he's got cool pictures from, you know, when he was out. Uh, you know, rocking out the blue jeans and shooting elk, like so. I sure. mean, so, w- w- what I wanted to say with that is just it, this is achievable for everybody. But you actually got to sit down and start thinking about it, and it's not out of anybody's realm about the planning stages of getting to that hunt. So, with that, it's just like I think every two years I try to go on a big Western hunt. So, I mean, that's very very achievable. It takes you about you know two years to build up your preference points to go to a decent you know unit. But uh, if you put twenty bucks away, and I, I did the math real quick before this because I kind of wanted to say this, but you twenty bucks a, a week away. For two years, I mean, that's two grand right there. So you're on a, a, a great hunt. And you're, you're, yeah. your elk tag is around $1,000 for the combo. And then you got $1,000, their gas and you know whatever gear. You don't yeah. need this fancy stuff that YouTube has put out there and put this level up so high with the hushing guys. And I'm not bad mouthing any of these guys, but that's where I think a lot of people get discouraged because they're like, well, I can't afford the, the Kuyu pants. I can't afford the first light gear. I can't it's afford the It's just overwhelming. Stuff. You don't need that stuff. Like, start off small. No, Just get out there. Do something, and, and you'll figure out what you need. Like, I, you don't everyone the biggest thing people talk about are crispy boots i mean like dude like they're three hundred dollars for a pair of boots like man i'm telling you you can go out on a pair of sneakers and kill an elk like yeah, it's right. just yeah. being out there i'm gonna do it in september yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> honestly i wore the crispies and i'm like man they, they were good but i'm like i don't know man my tennis we, shoes you we know. talked
3: about it we uh, i i spent money on the crispies we all did and um phenomenal boots but uh, sure. the moisture thing they're waterproof yeah didn't breathe so i'm taking of shoes i'm bringing my crispies but i'm gonna hunt in shoes
2: and that's what i'm gonna do i want to hunt my crocs next year i, I don't even know man like yeah. I mean, those two, you know whatever <laughs> yeah. but stay light yeah so that biggest thing on that the crispies they're great too I and mean, I, I found the same thing just kind of hold the moisture in there and i use a uh, I don't know, bottles of cornstarch when I go out and anytime sure. I feel any kind of heat in my feet or anything like that and just from my running experience is you stop right then you change your socks you powder up and then you put your boots back on and you head out Like you know, so but that's stuff you inquire through going out there and being in the woods Like yeah. you, everybody's, you, there's 10 ways to skin a cat and that's the thing so you, you know you can watch every YouTube video and this is what you should do even with your product reviews and everything like that you guys did a great one and that gives you a good ballpark to start with but you know, what you like, what I like and what you like. I mean, that could be two different things, three different things. So I'm just like, you know, get out there, figure out what you want to do and and plan the hunt, just do it, sign up for it. And then everything else will play into itself. And if you need help, like call us, reach out to the podcast, you know,
1: I want to go down that rabbit hole with you guys and what you guys can do for people. Um, But even like in the state of Michigan, that's the other great thing about this state is like, yeah, you want to go out West and you want to, you want to experience other areas, which is super cool. But start off in the state of Michigan, go to a public land up North. Um, You know, if you go to the Northwest side, it gets a little bit more hilly and you've got some terrain. I'm not saying it's the mountains, but it'll at least challenge you to say, Hey, let me try to hike to the top of this Ridge up here. It's way up there. I can at least get a feel of like how my feet feel. How am I in shape? What gear is working? Stay out overnight. Um, Try to emulate your season in the fall in Michigan to what it would be like out West. So, you know if like for me if i'm going out there in november you know I, I should probably have some experience uh in hunting in december you know here in michigan if i'm camping outside or what gear i'm using or try to sleep in your backyard with your sleeping bag or whatever it is things like that like and yeah. you, you don't when we get to, to you know talking about planning out west hunts and seeing what works is like start here in the state of michigan while you're saving up and getting ready for that out west trip
2: yeah. Yeah. So. And that's a great point. I mean, it does. it's just you're not going to sign up for a marathon and go run a marathon tomorrow if you've never ran. So that's yeah. the thing. So like test your gear out, be confident with it. So people are like, man, how much should I train to go on a Western hunt? Like, I, do you feel confident? Like, that's that's the that's the bottom line. So, if you go into a, a marathon race and you're gonna like, man, that shotgun goes off to start the race, and you're like, man, you got that doubt in your head. You know, you know, right then and there, you didn't do enough training because you shouldn't have any kind of doubt or anything. To go to a Western hunt, like, you should know that your sleeping bag's gonna keep you uh, warm at night, and that we have the climate here in Michigan to test all the gear, like you're saying too. Yeah. So, do your research, do your do your testing, and mm-hmm. then figure out what you want to go. In two years' time, you'll be ready to go. Absolutely, I
3: think it just comes down if you want to bad enough yeah you can pay for that guide you know maybe you don't go every two years maybe you go every 10 but you're you pay that big dollar sign for uh you know that guy to go best yeah. spot best place and and that's fine if that's what you want then then awesome save up it might take 10 years instead of two but sure. you know if you want to make it happen then you can make it happen i'm sure yeah.
2: So how do you guys get to like, I mean, you guys go every two years and that's kind of what I've been trying to do. I think we alternate. We do, yeah, we do. Yeah. We
3: do so? a big trip every, every year. So it just happened going out West every two years is kind of the way it fell. Yeah. Um, We save money, obviously. I mean, uh, if it's your passion, you're going to make it happen. You'll find time for it. You'll find money for it. Yeah. And uh, you'll just make it happen. But we try to plan one big trip every year.
1: Right. And you have side hustles too. So it's sure. like, I mean, it's not, you're just, you're not pulling from your pot of your day job.
3: I'll do whatever it takes to get that done.
1: Exactly. And I think that's a good mindset to have. Sure. Like there's a lot of things. I mean, right now, how many help wanted signs do you see oh all over the gosh. place? I was in Adams Ar- archery yesterday, just down the road. There's a big yeah. help wanted sign outside, outside. And I just asked them, you know, what does that entail? They're like, what's your availability? You know, like, <laughs> wow. well, is it one day a week or whatever it yeah. is? But like, wow. I mean, that's insane. Imagine if you went and worked at a bow shop, uh, You may, you're probably going to get a discount. You know, you could start saving up, even if you made 60 bucks that day You're yeah. doing your math that you were talking about earlier, yeah. you know, do that twice a month or whatever they need. Your whole to start life's about
3: perspective. Yeah. Like you should look at that as an opportunity to learn something, get a discount, save money towards your trip, not right. as a, oh, I got to go to my second job. Right. Like yeah. it, it is what you make of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that there's anything against it. I, I would go to Wendy's and flip burgers if I was like, cool, I get to go on an elk hunt next right. year. Like that's what it takes. Then fine, do it. Yeah.
1: What, what, what services do you guys offer? If you have a client, let's say I come in, um, and I say, you know, I want to plan a, a a Western Montana hunt. I don't have any of the gear I really want. This is something that I want to start to get into, or I have some gear. Can you kind of lay out a path of like how you would guide that, that client?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, just like anything in retirement, I mean, we do anything financial and, you know, Mark's the advisor and we sit down with it and we make a very detailed plan to what your your goal is. It could be a one year short term goals, long term goals, you know, the rest of your life, whatever you want to do. But, uh, man, we get super intrigued when it comes to hunting just because it kind of falls into our hobbies and, you know, whatever. So, yeah. I mean, anything else in, in getting on that vacation or whatever it is. But when we start off with a budget and say, OK, let's start at the end. Like, how much do you think it's going to get you to where you want to be? You want to go on, a, you know, a cool deer hunt in uh, Alaska? Or you want to go to Montana elk hunt? Where do you want to go? You want to Alaska uh, grizzly bear hunt? Whatever. I mean, whatever it is, let's figure out what it is and let's shoot on the high side of whatever that dollar amount is. So let's say 10 grand or something and how many years we can get there, whatever. So let's work it back and then start creating smart goals. Let's work from there. So, you know, year one, let's uh, you know, we got to break down by month. Like what we how do we what do we get to that goal? How do we get to that end goal? So when you start breaking stuff down like that, I mean, it's very intimidating when you think about, you know, big picture goals and you just don't have a clue where to start. So like, but the biggest thing is paralysis by analysis. So like, if we are not sitting down and looking this face to face and figuring out, like, this is the plan to get where we got to go and trust the plan. That's the thing. So if we come up with the plan, you got to trust the plan, but sticking to the plan and then slowly just start picking that stuff away week by week by week. I'm talking, you're going to be on your hunt before you know it. And it's super achievable for anybody. And and, it, and like you said, or, you know, with the jobs, I mean, you're going to walk outside and you're going to trip over a job sign every 10 feet. So, yep. I mean, so exactly. Like if you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to work, you know, 70 hours a week to make it happen. So do your no. do your hobbies like in the bow shop. I think that's a great thing. But, yeah. I mean, we can come up with a very detailed plan. And then, you know, if you want to shoot on the high side for whatever the gear is, we'll break it down. I mean, we'll go down to, you know, whatever. And we'll do all the research. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to Tom and you guys and, and just... Kind of compile what we actually the essentials i guess was you know yeah. the word we're going to use with coming out of the pandemic or whatever so
3: i think that's huge you can't look at that uh that giant price tag or that yeah giant trip like you got to do uh you know i need to save two dollars today and two dollars tomorrow or yeah. i need to buy uh you know a kuyu pack or a xl pack you know yeah. before december because uh that gives me time to save money up for yep you know whatever a piece of equipment i need next like you're not going to go out and drop five grand on Equipment, you know, right? I'm gonna wait for the sale. Yeah, I think Kuyu has a 4th of July sale, and then I think they have one in December or something like that. They
1: just had their Founders Day sale, so So yeah, look for
3: those sales, like put money in an envelope. I'm big on envelopes, I I stash envelopes, like you know, big
2: on sales, so yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I got envelopes, you know, that's the hunting equipment, hunting lease, uh, you know, a trip or whatever, and I just try to divvy up, you know, envelopes seem to help me breaks it down into smaller categories.
1: You know, what's cool too is like you guys can offer advice on okay, what gear do you have? And then you kind of have a price tag in your mind of how much things cost. So you could tell, help move that client along um, over a two-year stretch where yeah. it's like, hey, by December this year, yeah. let's have this taken care of, right? Yeah. So, and then, you know, okay, here comes April. So this is what you might wanna try to start getting then. And that's great for you to have that passion of hunting and that knowledge. And now you can incorporate it into their, their planning, their financial goals.
2: Yeah. And then instead we're, and we're almost annoying with it because it's, uh, you're going to hear from me every single quarter. Like we, have strict goals and that's part of our client service that we want to do. So if you tell me a goal you want to get to, I'm going to do my darnest to get, make sure you're getting there. So right. you're going to hear, uh, you know, we got Michelle as our customer service uh, rep, and then we got Colleen's our office manager, and then Mark, and then myself. And, uh, one of us is going to be contacting you every single quarter throughout the year and saying, "Okay, where are we? Like, how are you right. doing?" And I have the spreadsheet, I have the budget worksheet, and this is where we need to be. This is what you need to have. This, 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 and this. And if we're not on gold, then we need to adapt to it. So we need to either pick up the pace, or you're like you're above your par and you're you're sitting good. So
3: I love that. I I don't think it's annoying at all because I appreciate it. Like yeah. I either see like a Facebook post from you guys, a YouTube update, I get a card in the mail. Thanks for your, um, you know, put money into your account. Like. Yeah, I talked to you. Obviously, we're a friend. With it. I've known him since kindergarten. Yeah.
2: Um, it has been that long. Oh, my God. I have.
3: My mom has a picture of me and you in kindergarten. is that it's, awesome? Yeah, oh, it's man. pretty funny. That should
1: be the <laughs> episode picture
3: for this one. So. Yeah. I have to find it. My mom's got it. Oh, that'd be interesting. But uh, I, I think it's awesome. Like, There's always an update. I think you go with uh, anybody who does any financial planning or retirement or stuff like right. that sometimes you just put your money in there and then you don't look at it for 30 years or whatever sure. it is. And, I uh, man, these guys are on top of it. Like, yeah.
1: Well, I think ahead. it's important to be self-aware too. So like, okay, if you're not, okay, you might be good at a lot of things, but maybe you're not good at budgeting. Maybe you're not yeah. good at setting sure. aside that. Like why not have somebody who that's all, that's exactly why they get out of yeah. bed in the morning. Like, I mean, it's okay to admit those faults. I mean, you don't have to be this, you know, <laughs> macho man that's like i control everything i know them finances i know how to set goals and maybe you don't
3: you know set these hire that out i think the definition of intelligent is finding someone to do something better than you and getting them to do it for you
2: absolutely i mean that's absolutely well and that's a great point too and i mean just swallowing your ego we are testosterone driven men sitting here and i'm I'm sure there's women you know listening and and women hunters and i'm like kudos to them because i'm like that is 10 times cooler to me but, I mean, it's just swallowing your pride. And if you can look in your mirror at the end of the day and be honest with yourself and be like, man, I really don't know what I'm doing with budgeting. I don't know how to get to that trip. But if you're, you know, if you can swallow that ego and say, you know, if I ask for help, I can go on that oak trip. And right. it's, it's really, truly that simple. Right. Yeah. And, and asking for help. But I'm like, I was raised where, you know, you're a man or whatever. Yeah. And you just figure it out. Like, look on YouTube if you don't know it you know, whatever it's weakness. If, if we let right. our guard down and say, we don't know something, but that's, it's, it's not even like that.
3: Yeah. Right. Well, My dad I mean, always makes fun of me. Yeah. You always watch YouTube to figure out how to do something. They didn't have YouTube when I was little. I had to fail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. I watch YouTube for everything.
1: Oh man.
2: I just learned how to build a deck. I mean, yeah, you can learn anything out of that. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah.
1: I mean, what's the price you're going to pay for not paying? That's all I always think that, yeah. you know, the way I think about things, like what's, what's, what, what are you going to pay for down the road by not, you know, saving or, you know, not sure. doing your research and things like that. Sure. You know, because like if you're envious of your, your, your fellow hunters or your buddies that are going out West, you know, don't sit back and say, oh man, you guys are so lucky or wow, I can't believe you're allowed to do Must that. Must be nice. Yeah, exactly. I hate oh, that. Yeah.
3: That is like the number one thing I hate. Right. Must but be it, nice. But, but it's like, what
1: are you doing to set that money aside and things yeah. like that? Like I've been doing this. I don't. I don't do X, Y, and Z. You do do that. You know what I mean? Like you get to go on those vacations. Maybe I set aside a vacation that we don't do a year or something like that. Or I don't go out to the bar that, you know, once a week or whatever it is, or I watch how much I go out to eat. You know, you just got to start to figure that out. And that's what I think is very important. We talked about it on other podcasts about planning your trips and like Mm -hmm. how you guys start to do that. It starts like now for 2024 or 2023 or whatever it is. Yeah,
3: It's weird. I, I kind of did it backwards, so I started really planning the trips with the poopard Boys, and that's where it all kind of started for me. But then I uh, applied it to my life, Mm -hmm. and I found that people, my friends or whatever, like, hey, we're having a party, you know, two weeks from now on a Saturday. I'm like, dude, I got a calendar. Like, (laughs) everything's been planned out since January. Like, on Saturday, we're doing this. Like, you start planning so far ahead because you just get super busy, and and you – adapt to the grind and you want to do everything like, I don't like saying no. I want to do everything, like, right.
1: But I
2: love that about you because I'm like you. I think you've taught me too, and just like saying yes to everything. It's just like, so my dad's like, man, he sends me YouTube video and Facebook thing, like this thing, this thing. I'm like, dude, stop sending me this stuff. Like, if if you want to do these events or these videos that you're sending me, let's go do it. Like, I don't want to watch it. Like, to a point, I want to watch it because I want to kind of be knowledgeable if we go do it. But at the same time, like, sign up, let's go do it. Like, if if you're interested in that, just send me a ticket and I'll be there. You know, whatever. But planning on your thing and and people are like, man, I just don't have time to do that. like that's my biggest thing. I'm like, I'm gonna smack in the face. You tell me you ain't got time. It's because
3: you don't care about it's it. Because you don't care. Right? Exactly. If you but, want it, you'll make it happen.
2: Yeah, but you guys sit down and, and my wife Casey, man, she sits down and she plans our whole She's summer. She's the out. ultimate oh planner. God, Holy talking. cow! But that's why we do the stuff we do. That's yeah. why we go camping 11 times a year. And people are like, I don't know how you guys pull this stuff off. And my dad's like, Man, you guys are always gone. I'm like, No, we're we're living. Like that, we're out yeah. doing stuff. I want to go do that. I don't want to yeah. be stuck in my house. I like my house. Don't get me wrong, but I I want to be away from it. You know? Yeah. I, I
3: I've told my wife multiple times that we can live in like a 12 by 12 shed. Like yeah. I want to travel. Like I yeah. want to go hunt everything. Yeah. I want to do every, I I could care less. Yeah. Like I don't need a half a million dollar house and like, I don't want to build a house. Like I, I'm cool. Like right here, but I just want to go experience everything. Yep.
2: But I love that because so many people let this, this time go and it's so crucial in our lives when we're younger and able to do this stuff. And you look back when you're, you're retired, you know, I don't know. We see it so many times with, with clients that they retire and then, you know, they get ill shortly after then they can't yeah. do this stuff or they even pass away on, on, on the bad side. But it's just like when they're 70, 80 years old, they're like, man, they're telling their grandsons like, well, you should go do that because oh, I wish dude. I would have done that. But yeah. I'm like this is the point where That's- you're, you're, making that right now. That is sad. You know, and it gives me goosebumps because I'm like, (laughs) I've had my grandpa tell me, man, I wish I would have done that when I was your age. But like when you're going out and living and doing these Montana trips and Western hunts or whatever, it's just... uh, This is setting you up for you. I
3: life. think with us, it's, uh, um, especially all the stuff that we want to do. It's all intense. It's, it's a physical thing. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. until I'm 60 to do <laughs> most of the stuff that I want right. to do. Like yeah. physically, like, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Like we got to go to Alaska now and we, we got to climb the mountain of Colorado mm-hmm. now. Cause I don't want to wait 30
2: years. Sure. to do it. Yeah. Like, cause it's hard enough now. Like it's, you it's got to do some training to get there, but it's then, hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're a fit dude. So I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Uh, what do you do throughout the year to like, like you said, like uh, you've
2: ran a marathon. Uh, I, I, yep. I ran, yep. Ran a couple marathons, done a couple uh, ultras. Um, I've done a little bit of everything. Dude, I, I want to pick know, your brain about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
3: you're a runner too, ain't
1: uh, you? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to get into it more and more. And that's something that a goal that I set for myself this year. I was yeah. talking to my wife two weeks ago. I'm like, I don't know where to start because like <laughs> marathons are huge. That's 26.2 miles yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, eventually I'd like to do the, the, to get to an ultra where if it's a 50 K or whatever, it is nothing extreme, but like, (laughs) nothing extreme. I love it. Well, in the ultra world, that's not that extreme, Yeah, but like how, like that can pertain to a lot of life things. Like how, how do you start with something like that? And like, it's a mental thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's mental, it's habits. And it's uh, you know, I went wearing my 75 hard challenge shirt and I don't want to get off too far on a tangent. Cause I could go down this rabbit hole all day, but yeah, this is
3: his uh, thing. <laughs> let's go, let's go down the rabbit
1: hole a little bit. I
2: yeah. mean, cause I think a lot of that
1: pertains to life and planning things like sure. hunts, hunts, financial, whatever it is, time away from the family. Like that's a mindset that you have to start to adapt and you can start by running yeah. a mile a day or whatever it is. So like, how do you like start to dissect that if someone wants to do it like a big goal like a marathon like that
2: well that's the thing it's just it's just like planning anything like your your trip or uh you know life goals retirement anything it's just like you got to start by putting one foot in front of the other so everybody is so intimidated by thinking the overall the 26.2 miles in a marathon it's just like well man i can't do that like well no right nobody can do that if you have never trained like so when i started this i think i started my running i don't know three four years ago now but i started it because I wanted another extra challenge in my life and I wanted to prove to myself that I could do something and be decent at it and not like it. Like I wanted to break through that mental barrier and I was kind of at like a a standstill where I had like a bunch of failures. I had failure and failure and failure coming after I tried, I set my goals so high and I'm like, well, cool. If I don't meet that goal, if I fall a little bit short, I'm still better than where I'm at. But that starts to take a mental challenge on you subconsciously. Like mm-hmm. you got to start getting wins under your belt. So, you know, one goal at a time I think is, is, is reasonable. Like if you put too many, it's, 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 it'll break you down mentally. So uh, With the marathon thing, is, it's like you're just saying, just get in the gym, start on the treadmill, walk half my walk, and then you'll start, your body's like, man, well, this is easy. Like, you'll get to the point where it starts sure. getting easy and easy, and then every day, you know, now I run, I think, six miles a day or something, and then on top of that, I'm, you know, in the gym or whatever, and I feel like I'm bragging because I hate talking about it because I'm, like, cramming down people's throats, but it's just like, this is something that challenges me and it's more for me to get up at 4:30 in the morning and go run because it's uh it's my reset for the day it's my meditation it's yeah. my reading the book it's uh you know it's it gets me ready for the day i conquer the day i feel in charge before the day even starts so that gives me the energy to make it throughout the day to keep going and and perform my best for my family for work for friends whatever were you always a runner i never ran nope no nope, <laughs> no 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 I, I, again, I just started uh, running just, uh, I don't even know what, I really don't know what triggered it.
1: Talk about your first run, like if that was a mile or whatever it was and like,
2: Oh, I mean, was it painful?
3: He's always been a little bit of a freak athlete. <laughs> okay. So it's th- they fair to go just out.
2: The- <laughs> All right. Well, whatever was hard for you, if it was two miles or yeah. like,
3: like, how did you, like when you started,
1: like how well, did it feel?
2: So that's the thing. So, I mean, it's just, it, everything hurts at first. like, yeah. And that's where, you know, people don't give the process. And that's where I say like we can lay you out a plan for anything you want to do in life. And I'm not saying I'm an expert at this, but like, if you want to set the plan out, trust the plan's going to work. Yeah. Yes. You're going to get shin splints and then your shin splints are going to subside and then you're going to get uh joint pain in your hips, and. You're your knees are going to start hurting like mm-hmm. until you strengthen every single little muscle and microfiber in your legs or something you the running is not going to be enjoyable All right so these guys have been running forever and and it's, it They've all gone through this process, but once you break through that, and it's like when people make New year's resolutions, they're like, "Well, man, I'm die hard about that, but they you know they grind it out for the first month of January, well, then they hit that pain tolerance, and they're like, man, I'm just sore every day, but like you sure. gotta break through that like yeah. once you break through that, if you're uncomfortable, you're growing right, right, so that's where if you can get through that and make it to the next level, you're gonna keep pushing and pushing and pushing, but that first barrier is the toughest one of getting through the pain, and I think you know all the whatever comes with running or working out, you know,
1: sure, yeah, and I think that's i mean that's a lot with hunting as well as like how do you know that you're ready for the next level of hunting i think you've got to you've got to spend a couple nights outside and be cold yeah you've got to have wet boots you've yeah. got to you've got to sit there in your tree stand and shiver after <laughs> hiking a mile and a half back to your or wherever it is and like you've got to start to figure out what works and what doesn't work and then I think if you can get over those, those uncomfortable situations, you're mentally ready for the next thing. Um, you know, it's a, it's a test to your human will. It's a test of like, if this is something you want to keep doing and maybe it's a good thing to be like, Hey, I can't do that. Maybe I'm just meant to hunt and deer hunt in Michigan and that's fine or whatever it is. So at least, you know, you're not putting yourself at risk if you do go out West or if you do try to do something different. You're not ready for it. You yeah. know, you got to take a step back, or if you're, there's more prep, or you just think it's not for you. I mean, it just helps eliminate things.
2: I think that's a great point. It's just, but, but not being scared of failures, too. Sure. I mean, and so, and I say, you know, I set my goals up so high, and then, you know, you fail and fail, but you can only do that so many times. But even with like working out, it's just like you, you got to push your body to know where you're at. You have to fail to be able to grow. Right. And, and that's the biggest thing. So, I mean, another thing I do every morning is uh, cold showers. I do the Wim Hof theory. I'm reading his book right now. And I mean, if you haven't read that, mm-hmm. it's amazing. He talks about how, in today's world, we've got so comfortable with just wearing clothes and that's adapted. That's hurt our body our our system to adapt to the cold and everything like that. So
1: yeah
2: uh, he talks about, you know, if, if your hands get cold on a, and, you know, on a hunt, every single thing, like, well, you need to do some kind of training for your hands. And it sounds so stupid, but Grab an ice bucket, put your hands in an ice bucket for 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, it's going to start. And I don't know the scientific terms, but get the cells and the molecular or whatever stuff going in your, sure. in your hands. And it'll adapt to that stuff. So that's this guy. He he climbed Mount Everest, I think it was, and in, in a pair of shorts or something barefooted. Yeah, barefoot. Lake. So, I mean, so he's adapted. He's saying, freak. What the fuck? Yeah. You, you got to read the book. I listened
3: mean, to his book on uh, on Audible. I, I hate reading because so I, I uh, try to... If I'm driving, I try to, I guess, maximize my time. I, I listen to Audible on the radio, okay, yeah, and um, I get through books like that. Oh, shit. And uh, yeah, I did, I did the same crazy. thing. Crazy, yep.
2: yeah. I got the Audible. I think and, I started
3: listening to Audible because of you.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I'm on a long run, like average probably 45 to an hour, you know, run every day. So my goal is to listen to something and learn something every run. And I mean, if I can learn something new every day, that's that's cool. That's my one of my tiny little goals I got, you know. Yeah. So. But this guy talks about, and he's got another technique about your breathing and how to change the alkalinity in your blood and bring everything up too. And I'm just like, and I, if you download the app, the app's free. It's, it's amazing. It's the guy's all amazing. He's, he's kind of a freak, a circus freak or whatever. But I mean, this (laughs) this stuff truly does work, but do not try the breathing exercise driving on the road. (laughs) I I had the rumble strips. I'm like, Oh man, that is good. You will get lightheaded. But it, 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 he, I think he held his breath. He's got the world record for like six, six or eight minutes or something ridiculous. So what's the name of the app? Uh it's, it's the Wim Hof that's Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Yeah. Uh, yep.
3: So it's a There's a thing. ton of YouTube videos on it, a bunch of people have did it, and then there's like everybody yeah. has good things to say. I haven't heard any negative from it at all.
2: And, yeah. and he's and he's proved science wrong. Like he's done the uh, I think he's hold like six or eight different world records or something for different you know, being in the ice and yeah, the an ice bucket. Yeah, he brought so his like, uh, core temperature down to like 88, which I guess below 90 or something is hypothermic and, and unrecoverable is what scientists did. And so he dropped it down to 88 and he mentally just thought about heating his body up. And obviously it's way deeper than what I'm <laughs> describing it. But <laughs> yeah. he brought his core temperature back up to like 94 or something just by yeah. like thinking about being warm, you know, I mean, and obviously it takes a lot of training. Like, but, yeah. but but anything, it takes time to learn this stuff. So if you want to you know, run a marathon, like you got to put the time in. You got to be uncomfortable. Sure. You got to put yourself outside the comfort zone. So, yeah.
3: I think you have to make anything a priority. Like if it means something to you, even on the days you like we're talking about working out, like on the good days, we've all been in the gym where it's a absolute freak show. You're like, dude, I could tear down these walls right now. I feel phenomenal. Those are the days that are easy. The days that you don't want to go to the gym, you feel like crap. I'm dehydrated. I haven't slept. I only slept three hours. Like those are the days you have to show up and actually do it. Yeah. Those are the days where you got to put in the work and you're like, cool, that sucked. Right. But you got to have a long-term goal in mind or, you know, a spot you want to get to, or, uh, you know, a distance you want to run or something you want to lift or whatever. Yeah.
2: But. And that's kind of why I'm doing the 75 hard. It's just, it's a mental, I think it's more, it's, it's definitely a very physical thing. And, uh, but it, it's more of a mental breakthrough. And, and I think we've all hit it. Like when we've been on Western hunts, like you climb up that mountain, you just, we get to the point, everybody has a breaking point. Like, sure. I don't care who you are, how tough you are. Like you always have that moment. Like, what am I doing? Why am yeah. I doing this? It like, might
3: not even be a break point. It's yeah. just a, a doubt.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know,
3: I, yeah. I do not have to go to the top of that. Cause I'm not going to kill an elk. No, yeah. you just doubted yourself. Yeah. Like, yep. Right.
2: yep. And pushing through that. So that's kind of what it trains you mentally is just, y- there's no excuses. Like you got to push on and it, it sounds easier than said. And I, and I know it's hard because we, we all come up with excuses and that's the day of age we live in. And, but sure. you know, if you want like back to the thing, if you want it bad enough, you got to train yourself and you got to be able to adapt to it.
1: Yeah, uh, and. Listen, anybody listening to this, I know this is a Michigan podcast and we're talking about out West stuff, but like, these are things and principles that you can apply in your life and in your hunts in your pursuits here in Michigan, anything that you want to do. Yeah. You know, if you want to become a charter boat captain and fish all the time, like where are you starting? What steps are you taking? You know, I mean, some I've got a a few buddies that are charter boat captains and it's just like, man, they are the, some of the toughest individuals that I know because they're out there grinding every day. Mm -hmm. They're out there in bad weather, rain or shine. I mean, they're fixing their boats at late hours at night. It's like, what are you willing to put in to achieve what you want? I mean, and that's the thing is like anything that you do, any kind of pursue outdoor or anything that you want to do, um, you can apply it and start getting yourself, training yourself on the mental side, the physical side here at home So that way you can figure out where you want to go. And then you're just more prepared. You got tools in your box ready to go. Like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And you just, like you said, you won't think twice about it. You're just like, I can do
3: it. Yep. Because
1: I'm prepared.
2: Yeah. Whatever it is. So you're not scared to fail. And it's just uh, (laughs) the,
3: yeah, it's the cliche thing. We always go to the mental thing, but yeah, it is what it is. It's that simple. Like, oh man, it is a hundred percent mental. Every aspect of your life is, I'm charter boat captains are, are super tough. I think the unknown is like. Oh man. Like I go to work and punch in. I know I'm getting a paycheck at the end of the week because I work this many hours, you know, everything's laid out or whatever. And, uh, those guys, they go out there and and work for it. And like, are you going to catch fish today? Like, I have no idea. There's a lot of their
1: control, man. It's just, it's a willing to adapt and do what they got to do. I have mad respect for people that, that, that can do things like that. Adapting is huge. Yeah. That's
2: back to your thing about people saying it must be nice. And I'm like, man, you, (laughs) oh, it is nice to wake up at four 30 in the morning to uh, sleep four hours a night, uh, to, you know, take care of the family, go on this vacation. It is nice, you know, whatever, but it's just, you don't see behind the scenes. So when people say it must be nice, I'm like, man, it drives me. (laughs) It's like my biggest, I hate it. Yeah. So, so what what hunts you got playing this year? Are Uh, you going this year or next year? Yeah, no, we're going uh, back to Montana next year. We went to Montana last year it was. And uh, we're just doing a deer camp this year. So we got okay. uh, a couple of California boys that have never uh, shot. They just got into bow hunting uh, two years ago. And uh, so they've been uh, bugging us to come to Michigan and hunt. And so we invited them over and uh, we're to put a deer camp on for them and get them their first bow hunting deer. Really? So, How'd yeah. you meet them? Uh, growing up, Jason Kozlowski, one of yeah. our good school buddies and, okay. uh, you know, the border patrol guys. So pretty tough guys. And, uh, so yeah, he's been shooting, he's been crazy, you know, whatever. So we're just, uh, we're going to invite them and, uh, try to make it happen for him. So nice dude. That's awesome. Up to the point now, it's just like, I love killing, but it's just, it's almost just as rewarding to get somebody out there new into the sport and bring up sure. know, the family and the, yeah. and the little ones or whatever, but like introducing somebody to it and letting them say, Hey, like teach me, like, I don't know. And they're our age, you know, it's so it's just evolving Yeah, and, and it's awesome. But it's just like, I love that point. Like, I'm like, Hey man, I'll just sit next to you or whatever. I'll yeah. camera it. Like I, I enjoy that just as much as shooting a deer, you know? Yeah.
3: So, you enjoyed all those experiences. Now you get to yeah. see someone else do it. It's super cool.
2: Yeah. I mean,
3: I, we're kind of all to that point in our life when it comes to hunting, I think.
2: Yeah. But well, it's fun to share it on and pass it on, you know, as yeah. Klaus would say, you know, pass pass the knowledge on, like don't hold it in. And that's where I think a lot of people, they think they're like, I don't know, I'm going to hold all this in and I don't want to share my knowledge because they're all top secrets. But man, like the, the, the joy you get out of sharing the stuff, these experiences and, and the failures and everything, you know, along yeah. the way is just, I get 10 times more satisfaction out of that of, you know, helping somebody.
3: We were talking about that this morning, doing the podcast is more for you or more for me or talking about it than probably benefiting anybody else. Yeah. And I
2: mean, talking with you guys. I mean, I'm getting a lot out of this and it's a, I feel selfish doing this because I'm like, I'm getting a ton of knowledge just from talking to you guys, you know? So,
3: (laughs) well, I
1: think too, like our generation has a different mentality of like sharing things and it's, I think it's good for the sport because it's like, it's, generates more dollars it keeps people involved it has more voices when things go through um the government you know what i mean like where we can speak up whether it's just not like this or a small group of people that hunt that don't share anything about it and i mean it's just it's how we keep going and you know it's just like the old school mentality, like how many times would you show up to a trailhead or try to figure out information and doesn't talk to you or oh, whatever yeah. it was like yeah. when you were a kid or like, I can remember going to like boat launches and people not talking to me or they're just like, I don't know, somewhere out there. You know what I mean, like, I'm not yeah. looking <laughs> for your exact spot, but like, yeah. help me out a little bit. I'm not from the area or whatever. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just, yeah. It, it's good to share things and information and knowledge. And thank God that Podcasts yeah. or YouTube and things like that exist because it Absolutely. keeps people motivated in the sport and everything. So yeah.
3: I man heard. our our grandparents and dads, all that stuff, them guys were uh crazy tough. Like we learned so much from the internet and podcasts and oh, watching yeah. YouTube. Like I couldn't imagine not having all that information at your fingertips and be like, I'm gonna go out west and kill an elk, you know? We get on onyx and look at a map and yeah and plan it out and, and know the elevation. Them guys were like, Cool, we're gonna sleep in a back of a truck and, and we're gonna go kill an elk. Yep, like, yep. That that's tough. <laughs>
2: Yeah. We are pretty spoiled nowadays. Yeah. For
3: mean, sure. information's just, uh, it's there if you want it, you, you can get it. Yeah. Yep. Um,
1: all right. So let's, uh, wrap this thing up, but let's kind of have some, I don't know, let's have goals and, or push people to do maybe three things here mm. this year. What do you have anything or advice that you would push out there to be like, Hey, one, two, three.
2: Oh, man,
3: that's a good <laughs> Call one. Call Isaiah. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Mean, <laughs> I, well, I, mean, I don't know. So. Did you say uh, the, who you work for?
2: Well, yeah, that's a good one. So, I yeah, <laughs> guess goal, goal one if, if you're kind of stuck in limbo and don't know how to go about Achieve it, any goal, I guess, and in more particularly you know, I guess hunting from the podcast is just yeah, give us a call, village wealth management, look us up online and we got a cool uh, podcast, and uh we we do uh, you know a little bit of everything, you know aviation kind of whatever, but uh that's the first thing you know, just don't don't be paralysis by now, don't overthink it, call us whatever you know I'll try to talk to you, and I may not give you the best advice, but we'll we'll, we'll get you going somewhere, yeah, second thing is I say, man, if you're thinking about that vacation or that that hunt, that dream hunt, sign up now. Do, do research, whatever it is, like do it, sign up for it. We'll figure out the finances. Don't don't let that hold you up because it's, it's, it's very doable. And the third thing is I just say, you know, do something uncomfortable every single day. Like push yourself out of your comfort zone because if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Right.
1: So sure. I like that. I, I'll just give a little experience. Like I know for our Alaska hunt last year, you can plan this. And then when they're saying, you know, to get you in the books or whatever it is, they don't ask for that money right up front. They'll ask for it like a month later after they kind of go through their books and and, and the money to put down is extremely low. Mm-hmm. Okay. It might, it might be like 500 bucks.
2: Oh really? Yeah. Well, just okay. to kind
1: of get your name in the, in, in the book. And then from there, they're going to say, okay, four or five months from now is when I'm going to want this deposit. So it, I think a lot of outfitters and a lot of folks realize that, it's a, it's a process. So just to get you going, they want to see like, Hey, do you have 500 bucks to put down on this, whatever, $10,000 hunt just to kind of get you going. Yeah. So they know that you're serious. So they write your name in the book, basically that was that's what it's cost you. And then from there, they're going to say in a couple months, I'm going to need, you know, $2,000 down to really put you to the next level and things like that. So, you know, again, like you said, if you're going to plan it, uh, Take out what money you got, call around to some outfitters, get serious and put your money where your mouth is basically. Cause once you're in there, you're committed, that might give you the motivation to keep going. So that's just my two cents of, I completely agree. Make the phone call. Someone's going to be willing to work with you or whatever money that you do have little or or big to put down right away, put it down and then go from there. Absolutely. Yep. I agree.
3: I'll, uh, I'll go with uh, the goal thing. Uh, if, if going on a hunt is your goal, I, I take small bites, uh, just, do it in small processes. Yeah. If you're going to buy $10,000 worth of gear, you don't need to do it in one day. If you're going to go on a $10,000 hunt, you don't need to save the money in one day. Like right. if it takes a year, it takes a year. If it takes five, it takes five. Um, just chip away at it. Um, yeah. Like Isaiah said, you don't look at that giant, giant thing and get overwhelmed. Like you have to start somewhere. Everybody starts somewhere. Just uh, chip away at it. Figure out what you want. Keep that goal in mind and, and work towards it. Yep. It don't have to be overwhelming
1: exactly that's true yeah how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time
3: one bite at a time <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right everybody if you guys have any questions for isaiah or need to get in touch with him he's he's told you where he works. if not just dm us we'll forward you on to isaiah put Perfect. you in touch with them everything like that and uh we hope this podcast motivate you guys to do something whether that's in the state of michigan or out west let's start to push ourselves and uh as always thanks for listening
2: awesome thank you thank you for having me yeah. thanks